from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells, brought to you by Blackbird Investments. Welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world, plus commentary on issues that you know may you may struggle with a little bit. This is Straight Talk. You've got questions. We've got some answers for you, I hope. I'm Jean Wells, and so blessed to be broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio, and especially grateful to Blackbird Investments for sponsoring Straight Talk. Doing what is challenging, because it is right, that is Blackbird Investments. When it comes to building real estate, they do look for creative solutions, and they form strategic alliances, and they create energy-efficient buildings by engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird believes in giving buildings a new life. For more information, blackbirdinvest.com. On today's show, we're discussing our call really our call to serve others. And that call may take us around the globe. Um, I've got a couple of guests joining me, Stephanie Harper. She's a member of Christ the King and has recently returned from a mission trip to uh, Tanzania. And then Kay Bozen, who's a member of St. Teresa's, they are very involved in mission work in Togo. So we're going to visit about those particular missions and about their personal journeys and their faith journeys related to those mission trips. So whether you call it a pilgrimage or mission work, if our sister parishes, maybe it's Blessman Ministries or Mary's Meals, or locally maybe it's Connection Cafe or the DMARC Food Pantries, there is a plethora of opportunities for us to organize or serve or financially support causes beyond the immediate needs of our families or schools or parishes. So I googled international missions for a list of possibilities. I thought, oh, I'll come up with the 12 names, right? Oh, no, there's only 162 million websites uh, to check out. So, you know, feel free to get that done this morning. Um, Some are rooted in the gospel, the work of the gospels. Others are connected to a faith, yet are still are not connected to a faith, but they're still called to service. Some focus on education, food and water, health care, or D, all of the above. Um, but sadly, each of these areas contribute to extreme poverty. And according to the United Nations, their 1995 report of the World um, of the World Summit for Social Development, extreme poverty is defined as a condition characterized by severe deprivation of basic human needs, including food, safe drinking water, sanitation facilities, health, shelter, education, and information. It depends not only on income, but also on access to services. So that kind of gives us this broad definition when we talk about extreme poverty. And and there is an, a fascinating website that's called the World Poverty Clock. And uh, it calculates the number of individuals in extreme poverty minute by minute. So if you go to World Poverty Clock, you'll see the numbers change and go up and down as the day goes on. Sadly, there are over 603 million people in extreme poverty based on that definition we had. 
The good news, 27,000 of them escape extreme poverty today, yet 9,000 will fall into extreme poverty. So yes, as a world, we're making progress, but not nearly fast enough. In South Sudan, and those of you that go to Daily Mass at St. Ambrose downtown, you hear Father Ambrose talk a lot about South Sudan, where he is from. 78% of their population are in extreme poverty, and sadly, theirs are increasing every day. Put that into perspective, in the U.S., less than 3% are in extreme poverty. Really, in the United States, there shouldn't be anyone in extreme poverty. Okay, well, let's, uh, before we get into our topic, uh, here's some updates, some events. Usually we look at what's coming, coming up, but we need to take a recap of what's happened this last week. The Carathon, the Spring Carathon for Iowa Catholic Radio, what a week. A hun- over $145,000 was raised, thanks to you, our listeners, um, and all of that for the work of Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. And the good news, too, is that contributions are still coming in, and what a, what a great blessing. And competition's always fun, and you know during our Carathon, we have competitions among our various parish teams, and they definitely rose to the challenge. So uh, St. Francis raised the most, over $10,000, and Bishop Johnson is thanking them for, with a dinner a- in March. Um, Sacred Heart and St. Augustine teams raised $7,900 and $6,900 respectively. We are so grateful for their support. So they will each, their teams um, will receive gift cards to give to their pastors uh, to Tamiya and Sons. And the top two parishes that had the largest percentage of donors from their parish, St. Thomas Aquinas in Indianola, and All Saints in Des Moines. So congratulations to them for really getting the word out and helping support the work of this mission, Connecting Listeners with Christ. Another great event just this past week, as if there wasn't enough to do with the Carathon, we had a men's conference, and oh, a couple of guys came. Yeah, 625. What a fabulous turnout. They were there for 7.30 a.m. Mass on a Saturday morning with uh, Bishop Johnson, which what a blessing that was. Um, and then they stayed to hear Coach Matt Campbell. I thought for sure that, you know, the guys would just show up for Matt and, and not be there for the Mass. But it was packed. It was packed for the 7.30 Mass. And then Coach Campbell talked about faith, family, and football. Yes, in that order. Uh, he is a convert to Catholicism, and it was fun to hear even the diehard Hawkeye fans say that they were now a, a fan of Coach Campbell. What a what a blessing. So, um, And those of you that are ready for summer, or at least tired of winter, get your team lined up to play in the Iowa Catholic Radio golf outing. That is June 12th. It really is just around the corner. 8 a.m., um, uh, Start time at Blank Golf Course. Sign up online at iowacatholicradio.com. A couple of pieces of good news. Uh, Faith on Trial with Deacon Mike Mano and Gina Knoll will be, re- will be broadcasting again here on Iowa Catholic Radio beginning on March 23rd. They will be in the 10 to 11 o'clock spot. I love Deacon Mike's show and so grateful that he is coming back to Iowa Catholic Radio Faith on Trial, issues of our Catholic faith that are being tried in the civil courts. And yesterday, Pope Francis said in his 2020 Lenten message 
There is an urgent need for personal conversion, without which the temptations of Satan and the presence of evil create a hell here on earth. He went on to say, Christian joy flows from listening to and accepting the good news of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Whoever believes this message rejects the lie that our life is ours to do with as we will. That is definitely words to contemplate on during this Lenten season. Hey, when we come back, two friends are joining me. Stephanie Harper, member of Christ the King, recently returned from uh, Tanzania, and Kay Bozen, a member of St. Teresa's. We're going to learn all about Togo. It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall, online at bigredq des moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Are you suffering emotionally or spiritually after an abortion? At Intervisions Healthcare, we believe you deserve healing, forgiveness, and support. We've found that there are no quick fixes, but meeting with others who share the same pain can be a good start. To learn more about this healing ministry, call Intervisions at 515-440-2273, 515-440-2273, and ask for a nurse. Intervisions Healthcare. It's a safe and confidential place to begin the healing you deserve. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits. Or they were helped when their kids were in school. Or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great. And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, 
and I encourage you to text. Our text line is open, 515-223-1150. You can text us your questions or comments or concerns. You know, like if you wanted to go, if you want to know how much it's going to cost or are there bugs, you know, all of those kinds of um, very important questions. <laughs> Stephanie was telling me about bugs, so we'll have to get her to tell that story. Um so let's first meet our guests. So Stephanie Harper, you're a member of Christ the King. You just got back from Tanzania. So explain where that is, kind of what that mission work is about. Our mission is with um, a sister parish in East Africa. It's in the Diocese of Moshi in the Kilimanjaro region. We don't region. know where Moshi is. <laughs> Moshi, okay. It is, um, it's near Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. On the other side of the mountain from Kenya. Uh, okay. We all have to go back to geography, don't we? Mm-hmm. To yes. learn all of our and the, countries. The very, yes. um, it, it's in the, in the south part of Africa on the east, east side. Okay. Oh, okay. On the east side. Okay. And the, the mission began when Monsignor Bignano climbed Mount Kilimanjaro as part of Above and Beyond Cancer with Dr. Deming. Yes. So that's been quite a few years ago. I mean, he's... I think that was that was about, oh, maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he was over there, Monsignor got to meet the bishop of the diocese. Well, of course. And he asked the bishop what the biggest need was. Mm. And Monsignor, he's so shy, of course, he wouldn't have... Yes, we all know how shy Monsignor (laughs) Bignano is. Mm -hmm. Well, he he talked with the bishop, and the bishop said that many students in the diocese were frequently ill because of lack of clean water, and that clean, safe drinking water for the students was one of their greatest needs. Wow. So Monsignor Bignano said, oh, we can bring you clean water. That's exactly what he did. (laughs) So what does that look like when you say you're going to bring clean water? How do you do that? We had a team of engineers who got together, um, just regular people and engineers, and they brainstormed, and they came up with a water filter purification Mm -hmm. system to, um, I I don't understand the technical aspects of it. Well, good, um, because I don't know what questions to ask. (laughs) On on, um, Purify Project, on our, our website there's a link to information about it but it's a, a filtering system that that makes the water safe to drink so is this water rainwater or this is water that you collect like from the streams and you know you don't know okay i i believe i believe it's a combination of both okay. the water's in a holding tank it has to do with some solar power and it filters the water oh, okay so it may yeah okay so when you go over there on the mission trip, did you, like, help to assemble these? I mean, did you have to dig holes to build the retaining tanks? What 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 does it mean when you go over there for this mission work? The part of the trip that I was involved with um, wasn't involved so much in building the water systems. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to purchase the materials for the water systems in-country to help stimulate the economy and provide work Excellent. for people over there. And so the water systems were already in place. We were checking on some of the water systems that already were in place, and we were also taking filters. We took over 85 filters this time to help make sure that the everything was functioning properly. So, yeah, because that's what you pack when you go on a mission trip is filters, right? Well, yeah, everybody brings 85 water filters in a duffel bag. Yeah, okay. So when you're there, what does a normal day look like when you are in Tanzania at Moshu, Diocese of Moshu? What, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? 
this time we focused a lot on relationship building. Okay. We got to visit different outstations. They took us to a different um, a different location every day. We got to spend a lot of one-on-one time with people in different parishes. We got to... And what um, did you do with them? I mean, play we, games like with kiddos or... A little bit. Okay. A little bit. A lot, of, a lot of our trip focused on, on praying together. We attended Mass with the parishioners of the diocese. It was in Swahili for the most part. Um, Father PJ was along with us, and he celebrated Mass in Swahili. The okay. par- the parishioners were extremely impressed that he cared enough about them to learn his language, to learn their language fluently, and to celebrate Mass in their language. That meant so much to them. Wow. And That's cool. s- some parts of, of the Mass, we had a translator where mm-hmm. one of the, the priests there in the Diocese of Moshi translated, or some of the um, committee members of the parish helped translate. Cool. Cool. So um, so how many folks did you have an opportunity to work with while you were in Tanzania? We met hundreds of people. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so at some of the parishes, we got to meet the entire community mm-hmm. where, where there were anywhere from 50 or 60 people to a couple hundred. One of the largest populations of people that we got to meet was at one of the secondary schools for girls, and there were several hundred girls Okay. And we got to, to go to Mass with them and, and visit a little bit with them as we were leaving. Okay, very cool. And some of the areas, um, not all of the parishioners were available. And so at a couple spots, we met with, with small groups of, of maybe a dozen people. Mm-hmm. And and you had a translator because, do they speak English? A few people speak okay. English. The people who spoke English were very proud of the fact that they could communicate mm-hmm. with us in, in our language. And um, a lot of times we did have a translator. At the St. Francis School for Abled and Disabled Students, there were a number of deaf kids. Okay. And I... I'm not fluent in sign language, but I know the alphabet, and I had a great time speaking with a young man. Mm-hmm. We, we were spelling words to each other, and he lit up, and I lit up, and we had so much fun talking in sign language. Yes. It is a small world, isn't it? Very much. Very much a small world. So, Kay, let's, let's get that understanding of Togo. And is it to go or is it to go? Because it looks like I'd like to have a pizza to go. <laughs> well, you wouldn't get it there. Okay. <laughs> Not to go. No anyway. Casey's General no. Stores oh, in my, no. Togo. No, it's it's very impoverished. Uh, the the big capital, of course, uh, um, where we flew into, uh, is like any large city. But then within thirty minutes on the drive to to our little village, Nasibe, um, it's very evident that it's a very impoverished com- uh, country. If you look at Africa like an ice cream cone, mm-hmm. Togo is where the ice cream is about to drip. So on the, the east or the west? West. On, on the, the west. west. Yeah. There's so no guys on the east. You're two we're sides. We're opposite sides. That's okay. right. We're opposite sides of the country. Um, Togo is just a very small country. It's like a finger. It's just long and narrow. Um, uh, Seven million people, which is, um, you know, a lot for a small area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Iowa village has is, three million. And right. We're, yeah. Yeah. And we're probably, you could get three Togos in Iowa. Okay. That's the size. It's crowded. So it's pretty small. But um, so the villages are c- crowded, but uh, it's quite jungly uh, where we were. So our goal, how how our mission started was about 15, 16 years ago, we had a parishioner who was a um, Peace Corps volunteer. Mm-hmm. 
and she ended up in uh, this little village called Nasive, Togo. She spoke French, so she was put into a French country, which is Togo, and most of them do speak French or they're, of course, their native lang- mm-hmm. languages, which there's a lot of those. And um, lo and behold, there was a little Catholic church there, and the name of that Catholic church was St. Teresa. Is that a godsend or what? Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, Holy Spirit <laughs> uh-huh. moment, you know, yeah. thank you. And, uh, of course, <laughs> sometimes we need to smack up the side that's of the right. head. Like, that's are we right. supposed to do something with this? Hello, oh, hello. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did. She did. Uh, her parents went over, and Earl Weisenhorn, mm-hmm. who, of course, was a, a deacon at St. Teresa's, said, this is the church. Uh, <laughs> it was very small, very old, uh, had a thatched roof, so when it rained, uh, of course, you know, everybody got wet, and half, of, at least half of the people had to stand outside uh, because the church was so small. Mm-hmm. So um, we decided or he decided that maybe we should take up a fund to at least put in a tin roof Mm -hmm. put on a tin roof well we raised enough money to build them a whole new church okay and there and then and then it continued uh nina also was very big into um empowering the women Mm -hmm. and so education uh, is the bottom line, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uh, now we've got the church built. We're giving them a little more money to build uh, uh, the pews. Okay, and we're making them match so that they build one and we build one, and they build one and we build one, so we can fill this church with some Again, pews. It's that empowerment piece that uh, uh, right. That it's not just a, a handout. Hand mm-hmm. It's you know you are building your own life and you see that there is hope to do things right you want to give them that fishing pole not just give them the fish so we um now are focusing on education and the group the small group of six of us that went last fall Mm -hmm. went during the school year and that was the first time that we've gone during the school year anyone so we got to meet all these students that we are paying for their tuition Mm -hmm. uh it's about twenty dollars a day or twenty dollars a year for a student to go so you know it's not very much Mm -hmm. but uh they get a, a uniform usually if they need one um they get a little tin that has two pens in it and they get a little notebook with you know paper and they use every little inch of that paper um, each classroom has a blackboard, and that's about it. There's a few books. I did see a globe, a brand new globe, at one little school. Some of them have thatched roofs. Some of them actually have brick, um, you know, the cinder block siding. Mm-hmm. But some are, some do not have walls. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very, very impoverished area. We are helping about a hundred students. So we met most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to look them in the eye and shake their hand, and I'm sure many of them had never seen a white person before. So it was it, they. Some of them just couldn't stop staring, and mm-hmm. and others would put their eyes down. So it was so a if, very interesting. If you look, both of you, if you look at what your um, what your parish has accomplished, it's always nice to kind of sit back on your laurels and go, look what we've done. Uh, yeah. And then God would slap you and say, really? <laughs> Pay attention. What are your long-range plans? I mean, you personally, now that you've been there, this may be what Kay wants to do and what Stephanie wants to do. And, and maybe the church has, your parish has goals as to what you'd like to accomplish. But what do you want to see the next thing to that you could do? I mean, is it is it providing more books? Is it creating more filters? Is it beyond the water? Now that you've been there, is there more... What more do you see? 
Well, Christ the King has been mainly focusing on children and education mm-hmm. with our mission because the children are the future of right. that developing country. Yes. But we're also partnering with one of the outstations with Kayanga, and we're helping them also to raise money to build a church. They've been worshiping on uh, basically a big plot of rocky ground that's out in the middle of nowhere that people walk for miles through valleys, and um, it, it's really difficult to get to. And we've been trying to, to help them to to raise money to build a church. And so my um, personally fulfilling for me mm-hmm. is to watch the progress they've made from, from last year when I was on the trip, seeing the, the ground where they started to dig the foundation to this time when we pulled up to the area and saw pillars and a foundation. Well, I just, just bring in the John Deere equipment <laughs> and clear the ground. Oh, I if mean, only it were that easy. <laughs> exactly. This is all by hand, I we, would assume. It's all by hand. When mm-hmm. we pulled up this time, there was a group of parishioners, probably 20 parishioners, and they, they were working on, on leveling the mm-hmm. ground on the inside to help with the floor. And I asked one of the English-speaking parishioners there, um, how the progress was going. They said a group of parishioners gets together at least once a week, and they spent all day working on the church. Mm-hmm. And so watching them to develop what we're helping with, and, and it truly is a partnership. I can't wait to watch the church take shape and to go someday in the future and, and see As their say, church this building wasn't a one and done for you, was it? This is, I'm going to go again. It was supposed to be one time only, and yeah. that's not what it's <laughs> turned into. I, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, yeah you develop friendships, and mm-hmm. it's like, I, I just want to go back and see how he or she are doing. Mm-hmm. And So this was your first trip. How about you, Kay? It was my first trip, okay. but... but uh, three of us, it was the first trip. The other three had been there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, they were in awe that we actually have some electricity in the church now. There is a couple of lights. So uh, electricity is just not something that happens there. Uh, where we stayed at night, uh, we did get, there was a generator. And so we mm-hmm. got enough electricity for like an hour or two to charge our phones. And, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you see um, now that you've been there? And you're so passionate about it at St. Teresa's. What do you want our parish to do next? Well, there's a lot of talk about uh, fresh water. We, mm. you know, we'd love to bring them some better wells. They have water. There's, Let me connect there's you to well. the Christ the King parish. I know we, we need to we need to talk because that information. you make it sound easy. <laughs> I'll give you a link to our website, Kay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You have to yes. take 85 filters it, and you're good. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. and that's what we did. We took our suitcases full of, of school supplies and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, but and I think that's you know smart. Uh, but of course, you have to go to the chief first and make sure that the chief is all okay with this. Yes. So you, it, it was a it was a real eye-opener for me to tell, you know, why, why can't we just give them to the teachers? <laughs> you know, why can't we just take them to the school? Yeah. No, we have to go to the chief first. We have to give one of everything to the chief, and then the chief has to look at the stuff and say, okay, let's give it to the school, so mm-hmm. forth. So it was a good uh, step back for mm-hmm. me to go, oh, okay, Kay, you're not in charge. You know. And this... And this uh, <laughs> Democracy is not a democracy. That's this right. isn't, doesn't work the way it does in, right. in our country. That's right. Hey, it's the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Stephanie Harper from Christ the King and Kay Bozen from St. Teresa's, talking about this mission work beyond ourselves and really get into their personal journey of, of why do this. Why Why reach out and travel halfway across the country? What's the big deal with that? We've got things to do in our own backyard. 
you know, all of those conversations that we may struggle with personally and how we can use the gifts that God has given us. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, and after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments. Doing what is challenging because it's right. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Father Kirby, pastor of St. Elizabeth Parish in Carlisle, will lead a 10-day pilgrimage to the Holy Land, August 3rd to the 12th. Walk where Jesus walked in Nazareth, Mount Tabor, the Jordan River, the Dead Sea, Jericho, Bethany, Bethlehem, and the Old City of Jerusalem. Learn more at crownofbethlehem.com. Crownofbethlehem.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Carell Contractor, serving Des Moines site work constructed needs for over 60 years, and the Iowa ENT Center, expert ear, nose, and throat care for adults and children. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Here is your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mostly cloudy and breezy throughout today with a chance of flurries increasing late this afternoon and this evening or overnight low in the mid to upper 20s. With a clearing sky on Wednesday, breezy with a high 33, Wednesday nights low 18, and Thursday back in the upper 30s. 
This weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, the Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Ann Holliday on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Gene Wells, and we're talking about ministry work, missionary work, where uh, my two guests have traveled all the way around the world to uh, serve others, and we're going to talk about what draws them to that. Why do they want to do that? This is Jean Wells, and my guests are Stephanie Harper. She's a member of Christ the King Parish and just came back from a mission trip in Tanzania, and Kay Bozen from uh, St. Teresa's, who has uh, returned just this last November from Togo, both of them in Africa. If you have questions about their mission trips or about anything that we're talking about today, you can text us, 515-223-1150. And uh, we would love to hear from you if you have a question or a comment. So um, this work that, that you've been doing, Kay, how long have you been involved in the missionary work at? At St. Teresa's, about four years with Togo. Oh, yes. With Togo, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie, how about you? I've been involved with the Tanzania Committee for about five years. Okay. But you had told me um, before that your dad was very involved with it. How, where, when was he involved? How did that all happen? Well, dad is still involved with it. He's very active in it. Um, at first, I, you know, even adult kids sometimes don't want to be involved in anything that their parents are in. And so I... Well, except my kids. They think I'm very cool. In case they're listening, they'll laugh right now. Yeah. Well, we, we learn better as we go along. Yes. But I saw how passionate he was about it, but I just let him do his thing and I didn't really pay too much attention. Yeah. And then after he got back from some trips and shared stories and pictures... I started to fall in love with the kids that he was telling us about, mm-hmm. and I decided that I wanted to get involved, but I did not want to go on a mission trip. Yeah. So I was going to just help on the committee and help with fundraising and marketing ideas and Did prayers. you have a fear about going to Africa or flying over an ocean, or what was it that you said, I don't, I don't need to go on the mission trip? Oh, all of the above. <laughs> um, I had flown exactly once. Okay. My, um, I, I was 35 the first time I flew, and it was to Scottsdale, Arizona for a work trip. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm terrified of flying. Um, I'm a picky eater. I was afraid I'd hate the food over there. Mm-hmm. I don't like to get out of my comfort zone. I, I work full-time. I'm a college student. I can't take time off work and time off class. You know, it sounds like the list of excuses, I mean, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but the list of excuses that we make to not do things that we're not comfortable with. Oh, very much. And then there were bugs. Yes, I hate bugs. I was scared that there would be bugs, flying things, spiders. I didn't want any part of that. And? And one morning I woke up at 2 a.m. and found a cockroach that I swear was at least six inches long staring (laughs) at me. The next morning when I described the cockroach to our team, they thought I was exaggerating. Mm -hmm. And so I told them maybe I was a little bit. It might have only been four inches. And so I insisted the next night that one of the guys, because guys are tougher than me, um, mm-hmm. would check my room to make sure there were no bugs. <laughs> so my, my dad very kindly went in my room and t- saw two giant cockroaches skittering across the floor. He calmly looks down and said, oh, you weren't exaggerating. Oh, okay. So he disposed of the bugs for me okay. so I could get a good night's sleep. And you slept. Not well, but <laughs> I, I said a little prayer about keeping long-legged beasties away from me, and that provided a little bit of relief. But, you know, isn't it when you, when you face a fear, 
and you overcome it, it's like, yeah, we still don't like bugs. I don't like bugs either. But you didn't die. You're here telling the story, and you will survive your next trip as well. And being five feet from the cockroach really wasn't even that scary. Yeah. See how that works? It was gross, but not really that bad. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Kay, what were your apprehensions? You, this was your first time to go. Did you have concern? I mean, we didn't even mention money. You know, that's always an yeah. issue, too. We have to pay for the trip. So, it, And it was more than I was expecting, mainly because of uh, shots. Oh. We had to get we had to get yellow fever that has to be stamped on your on your passport. Okay, um, and then there's uh, typhoid and malaria pills are another hundred dollars. So we spent um, you spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on that, and, and of course most of it is a once and done. Um, and then there's visas of yes. Togo, and we did go into Ghana too to look at some trade schools for our older kids, and uh, Ghana had a visa, so we had to pay for visas and. Uh, so it's a little more expensive than, uh, you know, going to the beach in Cancun mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But I'm always, I, I'm kind of the opposite of of Stephanie. I like an adventure. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm always looking for adventure as long as I know somebody else is going to take care of me. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to get home. I'm okay. still going to get home. And, uh, and I don't like spiders. And we did see some awfully big spiders in Togo. But... Um, you know, I made it, and I'm I'm maybe not ready to go back tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I will definitely go back. I have to go back and see some of these people yeah. and and visit one more time. So, what drew you to this work? I mean, we have local missionary kinds of outreaches. We mm-hmm. have things in our own country, even if it's beyond mm-hmm. our backyard. Why this work? Well, and I guess I ask, why not? Um, And I did have a good friend that said to me, you know, we have kids right down the street that need help. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, yes, we do. And if that's the one you want to help, that's who God is telling you to help. But I feel like I'm okay with helping somebody over there, and I feel that need. So God is telling me that's the mm-hmm. child I need to help. And I also um, kind of got the bug from my son, who also went to the Peace Corps in Guatemala, and we went down to visit him a couple times. And he told me once, he said, Mom, if every high school kid could visit a third world country for three or four weeks, or, or just do a mission trip, because he, did, he mm-hmm. stayed on to, to help with a missionary group too, um, it could change the world. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe world peace could possibly happen if everybody went on a mission trip and made friends Mm -hmm. with some of these people that so our challenge those of us that aren't in high school anymore (laughs) you know when when the kids say we're doing a fundraiser Mm -hmm. for chili or we're selling pies or whatever help support them absolutely it could that cherry pie could lead to world that's right that's (laughs) right that's right so, Stephanie, why for you? What drew you to this mission work as opposed to, you know, the work that maybe helping in the clinic that Christ the King has or or any of the other mm-hmm. number of things that mm-hmm. we can do? Well, that's I, I do volunteer in the clinic at Christ the King, and I've served meals here in, in the Des Moines area. Mm-hmm. But the real kicker for me was when I realized that that area of Tanzania doesn't have clean water. Over here... Even the poorest of the poor have access to water. We can go to the tap and get a drink, or we can Mm -hmm. brush our teeth or shower without fear of getting sick from getting water in our mouths, and they don't have that. Mm -hmm. And when I realized they lack such a basic necessity, I wanted to do what I could to help 
try to bring a little bit of that necessity to them. Because without clean water, you have a plethora of problems. Oh, that's true. I mean, the health that mm-hmm. the health issues that you have, cooking and hygiene and everything related to clean water is. Yep. One of the yeah. priests at the outstation we visited, um, he thanked us for the clean water, and he started out his thank you with the phrase, clean water is life. Mm. And it's that, that phrase, when he said that, really hit me, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. So, so what prompted you in the very first, what was the very first prompt? You know, was it a, f- a friend that said, hey, Kay, come be on this committee with me? Or, you know, what was that first tug and you may not have said yes. Um, it w- there was a gentleman at St. Teresa's that tugged me a little. And um, when he did know then my background of, of going to, to Guatemala and, and, and with the Missionary and Peace Corps, mm-hmm. um, he made me realize that uh, not everybody would jump in a plane and go to Togo. Yeah. <laughs> but I would. Mm-hmm. And and so I I felt too then that he he hit a chord with me that if I can do a little bit to help educate one of these orphans over there, I, I want to help. And education, education, clean water, uh, they're just basic mm-hmm. things that we have here that it's so sad. Can't we give it to everybody? You know, we can put yeah. people on a moon, but right. we can't yes. bring clean water. Well, and I, I guess what I heard you say is that we need to ask people to be engaged in something. You know? You're right. You're and, right, And Jeannie. not just like every person that walks up to you say, oh, you know. <laughs> but it's like, oh, this person has an interest. She's adventurous. She might have an interest. Or this person has a real affinity for health care. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, ask them to be engaged in something. So, Stephanie, what was your first tug? Was it your dad saying, Stephanie, come on? No, it was actually the opposite. He hadn't mentioned it to me at all. Um, <laughs> my Mine came in kind of a roundabout way. Mine actually started with a mission trip to Haiti. Okay. One day we were doing our Tanzania committee coffee and donuts for the parish, and somebody asked me if I was ever going on a mission trip to Africa with my dad, and I laughed. And I <laughs> said, no, I'm never going on a mission trip. But then the words came out of my mouth. I don't even know where they came from. I said, if I ever go on a mission trip, it'll be to Haiti. And then I'm like, no, no, no. no. (laughs) And um, providentially, four months later, I ended up in an orphanage in Haiti, 80 miles out of Port-au-Prince. And when I got back from that mission trip, the desire then to go to Africa was there. I decided that Africa was what I was called to do, what I was meant to do, and I needed to be there. Wow. Wow. Very good. Hey, we're going to talk about that. Uh, that spiritual connection, you know, when you talk about what I need to do that when we come back from this break. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Vitae Family Care is part of the Iowa Catholic Radio family. Pro-life physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years seeing patients of all ages with just about every kind of need. 
Dr. McKernan lives his faith as a physician and is trained in NAPRO technology, allowing him to diagnose and treat many female conditions and even markedly reduce the occurrence of a miscarriage. VitaeFamilyCare.com Remember, Vitae is Latin for life. There will be two healing masses with Father Ubald March 9th at St. Pius X Parish in Urbandale and March 10th at Our Ladies of Immaculate Heart Parish in Ankeny. After the 1994 Rwandan genocide, Father Ubald began preaching healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation and is a living example of its healing powers, forgiving the man who killed his family and even adopting the man's children when there was no one to care for them. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Corral Contractors serving Des Moines site work construction needs for over 60 years and the Iowa ENT Center expert ear, nose, and throat care for adults and children. Are you suffering emotionally or spiritually after an abortion? At Intervisions Healthcare, we believe you deserve healing, forgiveness, and support. We've found that there are no quick fixes, but meeting with others who share the same pain can be a good start. To learn more about this healing ministry, call Intervisions at 515-440-2273, 515-440-2273, and ask for a nurse. Intervisions Healthcare, it's a safe and confidential place to begin the healing you deserve. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Welcome back to Straight Talk and Iowa Catholic Radio. This is June Wells, and my guests are Stephanie Harper from Christ the King and Kay Bozen from St. Teresa's Parishes here in the Des Moines metro area. Both have returned within the last few months from mission trips in Africa. And uh, we've talked a lot about the, the work that you're doing over there. But there is a spiritual component. There is, you know, that call from the Holy Spirit to um, connect us with something broader than ourselves and and we so oftentimes get more than what we give you know we always say oh well we're going to give this and then afterwards we're like oh but oh man this is where i'm at so so what what did you get as a result stephanie i know you've been on a on a journey because you were friends on facebook and and you're like i'm this i'm back from this and i'm focused (laughs) and yeah so share with our listeners if you would please about, you know, how that has touched your heart and your, your really your spiritual life. Well, one of the biggest things for me is I learned how to trust. Mm. Um, I'm a type A. Oh, that's no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh it's a huge deal. Yeah. I, um, I, I just, 
I just have a hard time trusting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm so organized in type A, and I think everything has to be to the book and completely planned. And over there, I learned to trust the people who were leading us. I had to trust they were going to get us to the right places, that they would keep us safe. And I, I had to trust that, that God was going to provide for our needs. When we had one of the vehicles in our caravan that broke down, mm-hmm. um, I had to trust that we would somehow get 12 people in a six-person vehicle and then we would make it to mass Mm -hmm. and that if we weren't at mass on time it was okay it it would still go on life would still go on Mm -hmm. and I had to trust the group of people I was with I had to trust our other missionaries and that that we would all get along and do the right thing and everything everything fell into place and so I learned a huge lesson about trust on the trip and trust in the Lord I mean very much that's really where that all emanates from Mm -hmm. is that it's that trust in the Lord that Mm -hmm. you know yes these people will come through thank you God you know the vehicle Mm -hmm. will get us there thank you God (laughs) God provided for everything Mm -hmm. that um for everything that went wrong God fixed it and everything that could have got gone wrong mm-hmm. god prevented anything bad from happening mm-hmm. so how about you Kay? what what was that um what did you get when you really were intent on giving I, very much like stephanie trust uh there were times where i know another another gal susan malloy who was on the trip with me her and i were looking at each other and we were rattling our rosaries because it was <laughs> pouring rain and the windshield wipers stuck in one direction on the window and it's dark and there's holes huge holes in the road <laughs> we just look at each other and like is Hail this Mary for real That's right. <laughs> but if you um, pray it louder it if, helps yeah well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were shaken too but we um we did too learn to trust and then in the end I, there were a couple of children that just stood out to me, and I just, you know, you just want to hug them. You want them to, you, I said to them, now go to school every day, study hard. Um, when the young man came up to us the very last night after going to rosary, these people have a rosary every night at 5 o'clock, and there's at least like 50 people in the church. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and and a lot of them are young kids. And this one young boy came up to me um, and introduced himself and John and his friend and his other friend. I can't pronounce their names. But he said, um, you know, I, I need a phone. I need a phone. <laughs> he couldn't speak much English, but he could say, I need a telephone. <laughs> I said, why? And so I said, just stay in school. And then the last day before we left, he said, you're staying in my room. He had given up his bedroom. For us, he was staying with a cousin, in a, mm. and he, he had given up his room for my husband and I to stay in, in this little compound where we were. And um, I, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it, how sweet of him. It really, it was a nice room. It had a concrete floor and concrete walls. Yeah. <laughs> Still had spiders, but, um, I, you know, I thought, how nice of him and how sweet of him. And, you know, I didn't know it unless he had said anything. And then they, the the church choir put on a concert for us the last night. And they sang. They got us up dancing. And we had so much fun. And then they sang the Star-Spangled Banner. Hmm. And, oh, my goodness, we all just, you know, had a tear breakdown, yes, you know. Right. We just, how do we thank them? How do we thank them? They were thanking us, and we had to turn around and try to thank them. So you, yeah, you bring home you leave you leave a little bit of your heart there, and and you bring home. Well, and I think of all the the 
uh, international missionaries that we've had in our various parishes over time, and never once as a choir person did I think, oh, it might be nice to learn mm-hmm. something in their language as, you know, a way to say thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Never once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo. So um, how how will your life be different, Stephanie? How will your life be different now that um, you have been to Tanzania, that you've um, impacted, you know, been impacted by them and have impacted their lives through your gift? How will your life be different? My life's already been different since mm-hmm. returning. I've learned that I don't have to plan every day down to the minute. I've got a lot more um, more peace with just letting things come as they are. I have developed a greater desire to spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament in Eucharistic adoration. Mm. That's really deep within me now. And I've also developed, um, just because of the times that we play, prayed the rosary while we were over there, a greater devotion to wanting to pray the rosary. I've also, um, I don't know, I, I've learned that it's okay to not have a specific skill. I, I'm more content with giving from my heart rather than trying to focus on doing something specific. Like we had in our in our team, we had the priest who, of course, was, as far as the people in Tanzania were concerned, the most valuable person because they have a great respect for priests. Mm -hmm. They loved the elderly members of our group because they have a great respect for the elderly. They just love, love the elderly. Um, We had our people with the specific skills for the water systems, and I was thinking, what do I have to give? And I'm a little more free with giving of my heart now Mm -hmm. that I realized how important that is. Well, and you were sharing, if you could, um, your your time when you went into the little chapel to play uh, and to pray and to play your flute, and how that impacted. If you could share that story really quickly, um, before as we wrap up today's show. Well, I, I thought that I was going in quietly just to pray by myself through music for a little while, and as I was sitting playing my flute, I realized that um, children had filtered into the chapel and were sitting there silently just listening and enjoying the music. And when I realized how much the music meant to them, it gave me a greater love as well for what I was doing. And I ended up playing for um, a couple of hours just enjoying the fact that I was able to give something that meant a great deal to the people who were listening to mm-hmm. it. Well, and those gifts that we've give, been given of music, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh, well, I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sharing of the mm-hmm. gift that is, is really the... Yep, perfection yeah. isn't the most important part. It's giving what you have. Very good. Well, Very folks, well I hope you have been as inspired as I have been with the stories from Stephanie Harper and Kay Bozen. Um, their work in serving others... Um, the impact really on their their faith life, their their journey. Um, we are on a perpetual journey, and we will never we can never say we're done until we have uh, passed from this world and are are with our Lord in, in an eternal life. Um, but being on this journey, we can share the gifts that God has given us, uh, sharing them with love and mercy. So I want to thank uh, Stephanie and Kay for joining me today. Thanks to Jimmy Olson, our producer. I'm Jean Wells, and today asking St. Faustina, the patron saint of mercy, to help us to recognize the needs beyond our own lives and to serve others um, with our brothers and sisters and who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. St. Faustina, 
pray for us. Iowa Catholic Radio and Straight Talk is on the air because of your prayers and generosity, so I thank you so much for that. Please consider a tax-deductible gift to Iowa Catholic Radio. Go online to iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio with Gene Wells. Brought to you by Blackbird Investments.